it goes back to what we were saying about the nonverbal communication. If you aren't aligned with true values, right? Not again, not just because, well, everyone says you should have integrity or honesty, but like taking that time to think what drives me, you know, what's the hill I'm willing to die on, or what's the, the boundary, the line I'm never going to cross no matter what. And making sure that your message aligns with that is the only way, in my opinion, to really stand out as a true leader. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. If you've been listening to this podcast regularly, or if you know me well, you know I live a life and career aligned with my values, and I help others to do the same. Last weekend, I was out with a good friend. My leadership coach self can't help but ask my friends how their jobs are going. Work is such a big part of life, and there's so much change going on right now for everyone. After a long discussion, my friend called me a career therapist. It was the best compliment ever. No, I'm not a real therapist, but I can help you find career clarity to give you clarity on what matters most. And that's why I've built the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program. In the six month program, I help you gain clarity on what matters most, create the action plan to get there, to reach career fulfillment and lead as your authentic self. Here's what some of the program participants are saying. Because of this program, I've been more intentional about understanding my values and aligning my professional and personal life according to what I value most. I've also taken the time to deeply reflect on how I wanna show up as a leader. This program has shown me that it's okay to make decisions that are truly in my best interests. I know that if I'm 100% true to myself, I can lead in more powerful and impactful ways. Another participant said, participating in this program helped me gain the clarity I needed on what was most important to me in my career. The exercises, reflections, and conversations with supported women have helped me to make a career change that I would not have otherwise made. The structured framework coupled with the dynamic dialogue allows for personalized experience in a group setting. Best of both worlds. If you are a high achieving woman and want more fulfillment in your work, learn more at thecatchgroup.com. Apply to You Belong in the C-Suite Group Coaching Program now. Welcome to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Today, I'm happy to welcome Robin Coney on the podcast. Robin is a public speaking coach and communication expert. She uses her skills as a certified movement analyst, copywriter, and marketer to help leaders become trusted experts. After graduating with an MFA in modern dance from the University of Utah, Robin assumed her career would be fairly straightforward as a university professor, but after five years of teaching in higher education, she decided to leave her safe job and start her first business. Since then, she has authored six books, 
written over 400 articles to an online audience of more than 20 million people and spoken at national conferences and virtual summits. She's built and successfully sold three businesses and has been featured in major publications like Better Marketing and the Wall Street Journal. She's a TEDx speaker, mom of two, and makes a killer chocolate chip cookie. We talked about the importance of having a leadership message, the biggest mistakes leaders are making right now, and how to use your values and your expertise to craft your unique messaging to motivate and build trust with your team. Let's get started. Well, I'm so excited to welcome you to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast, and I'm really excited about this topic. It's, it's been top of mind for a lot of the leaders that I've been coaching, so I'm really excited to welcome Robin to the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your story. Sure. My story, uh, it's been all over the map, figuratively and literally much to the disappointment of my eight-year-old self, who was 100% sure I was going to be a dance teacher. That was the goal. I checked all the boxes to get there. I went from student to instructor to studio owner to graduate student, and then ended up as a university professor. But after five years, just feeling that sort of uneasiness that this wasn't the right fit, decided to take the leap, leave my secure job to start my first business. Since then, I have built and successfully sold two businesses. I have moved my family all over the globe from New Zealand to Austin to Oregon. And my work has meandered through all sorts of industries, dance, higher ed, health, business. But the one thing that kind of threads it all together and doesn't make me feel like a crazy person is this consistent need and passion for good communication skills whether I'm teaching in the classroom, whether I'm writing a book, whether I'm working as a business consultant, every job I've had has required an ability to get crystal clear on an idea and know how to effectively share that with people in a way that moves them into action. And so these days I spend most of my time as a public speaking coach and I help leaders do the same thing. I help them nail their message. I use my skills as a movement analyst, copywriter, and it's been a wild ride. I used to hate the question, like, what do you do for a living? Because it was just, you know, I felt so all over the map, but it's all come together in a way that's been really profound and exciting for me. And I love helping people nail their ideas and get themselves out into the world. I love this idea of clarity of message. And so that's why I was so excited that we connected and that we're here talking about it. And I love your background is just so different. Can you tell me what a movement analyst is? I think that is just so interesting. And how does that help you train leaders craft their message? Sure. So I think a lot of people mistakenly believe that body language experts have some sort of dictionary of what specific movements mean, right? Like we see someone with their arms crossed and we think, oh, she must be angry. But movement can be influenced by so many things. And so she may be crossing her arms. We may think she's angry or maybe she's protecting herself. Maybe she's just sticking to some sort of societal norm that expect women to take up less space. Or maybe she's just cold and she needs a coat, right? Um, so whatever the context, we know that these nonverbals are essential because no matter what she's thinking, we read something into it. 
And so, you know, as a movement analyst, my job is to see, describe, and then prescribe movement in a way that allows us to effectively express ourselves and to make sure that it's aligned with our words. There's a lot of numbers out there, right? You'll hear people say like, oh, your nonverbal communication makes up 70 to 93% of all communication. And that doesn't quite tell the whole story. As a movement analyst, it's like tempting to use that to really market myself. But the actual numbers, it's less that our nonverbals say more. But when our nonverbals don't align with our words, that's when people will believe the nonverbals, right? And we see this all the time. We see someone talking and we think, I don't know, they're just not really trustworthy. I think they're faking it. They're so phony. They seem insecure. And it's usually that misalignment of our nonverbals with our actual words and the things we're saying. So as a movement analyst, I'm looking at people, I'm seeing what their words could be interpreted as. And then my job is to really help them get grounded and connected to their whole body so that their nonverbal communication lines up with their message. I love this idea of um, misalignment of physical and um, what you're actually saying. I've had, oh my goodness, it's just a running theme of feedback. Even for me, I'm an introvert and I like to think and I process. And so sometimes I'm just literally, you know, sitting there thinking and processing, but the look on my face might be perceived as me being mad. And so that has caused different messages on, okay, what is really her intent? Should I trust her? And so I've really been cognizant about, okay, I'm thinking right now, or, um, you know, like literally saying what I'm doing, um, so that I'm not misperceived. So important. I'm the same introvert. I remember going to a a play with some of my friends in my early twenties and it was a comedy and for whatever reason, we got split up into two groups and it was one of those like round theaters. So half my friends were on the other side of the theater and they're watching me. And at the end of the show, they're like, why did you hate that? I thought it was hilarious. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? I thought it was hilarious too. And they're like, you just look so angry the entire time. And it was one of those moments where you realize, oh, I could be feeling or thinking a certain way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to interpret that. And so finding that alignment, I think, and like I say, sometimes it's just setting boundaries or just clarifying me. Like, I'm going to think for a minute. So pay no attention to my face. You know, just giving that permission to, to go inward uh, is part of that communication. Yeah, absolutely. That's really helpful. Thank you so much for that context. So as we grow as leaders, you know, as you advance in your career, people are going to inevitably be in front of more people. You're leading bigger teams. You're potentially like a sponsor or a champion of a project, or even speaking on the behalf of companies, um, on behalf of your team or a company to the public. And so I feel like I can, I can even remember I was in a, we talked about this before, but I was at a, an event and I showed up and I was asked to give an award um, because I was the most senior person there. And I was like, oh, wait, what? There's like two or 300 people in this audience and you want me to give this award out? I was like, oh, okay, well, happy to do it. I was not prepared. 
And again, as an introvert, I was like, oh man, what am I going to say? And so, you know, I did it. It was probably okay. It wasn't amazing, but you, as a leader, you're put in situations sometimes where you are automatically given more visibility. And so I feel like sometimes leaders are ready for that, but a lot of times they're not. And so how do you help prepare leaders for that? And do you think that as people advance in their career with the people that you work with, do you see that people are ready for all of these situations? Oh, such a great question. And you know, the, the word ready, I go ready. That depends so much on the person and the context, but I do think everyone's capable of that kind of visibility. And I think that's the big thing here is we sometimes we're so focused on training our leaders in the work and making sure they have the expertise and you know, the job skills, which obviously is top priority, but we neglect this aspect of like a leader, like you said, a leader by definition is in this visible role of being in charge of others, leading others. And so when we neglect that aspect and we don't properly prepare our leaders to show up, to feel comfortable taking those impromptu moments where they have to present an award or say something. We see it happen all the time. A leader can just walk in on a meeting, just, you know, just checking it out. And someone's going to see it and be like, oh, say, why don't you say a few words? Yeah, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it, it's just part of the job. And so I think a lot of people aren't necessarily ready, but I do think everyone's capable. I think it's a skill anyone can learn, whether you're an introvert, whether you think you have a weird voice or you tend to stutter or trip on your words. We all do, right? That's the thing we need to remember is that no one's perfect. No one is flawless. We all mess up. We all say things that we don't mean to say. And that real skill as a leader is being able to get grounded. And when you feel that fluster, when you feel that uncertainty pop up is to go back to what's my core message. What's my core value. What's, what's my core, like physically, where is my core and those three things to, to show up. And so I think it definitely is a skill that we can all gain. And I think it's a shame that we don't give our leaders the attention on that skill, the way we should, so that they have that confidence and feel comfortable and at ease in that role because leadership is nothing if it's not visibility. It is. And it feels like, you know, if I, I think about the leaders that have been just super influential to me and it's, it's not just when they're speaking in front of large crowds or big team meetings, it's okay. I am feeling out the situation and I'm going to look to that person. How are they reacting in just the everyday stuff, right? Are they freaked out? Are they positive? Are they negative? How are they feeling about it? Um, and even in those situations, being a leader absolutely gives you more visibility. I once worked for a mentor and he said, the more exposure you get, the more exposed you are. And so I feel like that captures some of the, the things that we're talking about. Like your actions are visible, your reactions are visible and people are looking at you. Yeah. Oh, I love that quote. And it just reminds me, you know, that exposure and being exposed, there's that vulnerability that to me, the best speakers, the best, and like you said, doesn't have to be motivational, public speaking, giving a keynote in front of a crowd, but those one-on-one, those small meetings, those interactions, when you're a leader, they're expecting you to show up and, 
and not necessarily have all the answers, but have the grace and the vision to find those answers if needed. And, and I think there's that sense of just being 100%, again, comfortable in your skin, in your work, in your ideas, so that you don't get taken, you know, it doesn't have to be this, I have to prep for this meeting and spend hours and hours perfecting this, this talk. Speaking is what we do as humans. And as leaders, we should be practicing that art, whether it's one-on-one in small groups or sometimes in front of a crowd. Yeah, I really like this idea of being grounded and in alignment. And we talk a lot about values on our podcast. So how can you use your values to craft this leadership message that you talked about? And, you know, that aligns with your values and expertise, but helps you stand out in this kind of content littered world. I feel like a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I have integrity and I have, I'm honest. And like those, that's how they say like, that's their values. And I don't know if I could actually tell you that they were really transparent in all their conversations. (laughs) Right. So how do you get that alignment and how do you craft that leadership message that aligns with your, that truly aligns with your values? I love this idea. And I love I love your focus on values, listening to your podcast. I know that's something that comes up a lot. And when I'm working with my clients, we're trying to get to the heart of their core message, or as I like to call it, it's their diamond idea. And a diamond idea is something that shines brilliantly on on its own. Like you see it, you hear it the first time you're like, I know what that is, right? It's a diamond. It's easy to, to see, but there's all these facets that you can explore in depth. And, and like you said, I think a lot of people miss that mark and they don't go deep enough that it's the surface level. It's the copy, it's the templates, it's what everyone else is saying. It's the sound bites. And so to get to that diamond idea, thinking of that metaphor and you have to go mine it. And I think where's that sweet spot where you mine that idea. And for me, there's an intersection between their expertise, you know, that credibility that we have to have the audience interest and your audience could be your employees. It could be investors. It could be whoever's listening and then their passions and their values. And if there's not enough interest from your people, you're going to end up broke. And then if you're not working from your values and your passions, to me, that's the big one because you're going to be bored or you're going to be burned out. And so When we're working with clients, we're trying to find this. We want that sweet spot. It goes back to what we were saying about the nonverbal communication. If you aren't aligned with true values, right? Not again, not just because, well, everyone says you should have integrity or honesty, but like taking that time to think, what drives me? You know, what's the hill I'm willing to die on? Or what's the the boundary, the line I'm never going to cross no matter what? And making sure that your message aligns with that is the only way, in my opinion, to really stand out as a true leader, because we can read insincerity in the same way we can tell when people seem uncomfortable on stage or they're shifting their weight or they're, you know, their hearts retreating back, you know, those sort of cues I look for as a movement analyst, we can read that with the values. If the values aren't lining that message, it comes off as clickbait or spammy or, you know, just the political, I'll say what you want to hear, but I'm not going to actually follow through. And so when we're crafting that message, before we get into the values is where we start before we get into anything else. I mean, often you're coming in from a, an expertise and a, a niche, but making sure that even then 
you know, some of the reasons I've changed my job so many times is I realized I learned the hard way. I wasn't working from my values. And it's not like I was trying to be dishonest. I was trying to, you know, I wasn't trying to scam anyone, but I didn't take that time to really go, is this fulfilling to me? Is this aligned with what I want to do? And it wasn't. And I burned out and I was like, okay, well, let's move on to the next idea. Let's, you know, and instead taking the time to hone in, to find those values, uh, that's how you find your core message. And that's how you find your leadership signature and that style that makes people go, I trust this person. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to believe them. I'm going to work for them and let's do this. Right. They're just excited. I really love that so much. And, um, everybody can't see me, but I'm like, as you were talking, I was like nodding my head, like the entire time. (laughs) totally agree with so much of that stuff. It resonated so much with me. Um, this idea of the people will know, they will absolutely know if you are not living your values, especially if you're a leader that has told them that before as well, they'll also know if the behavior does not match your words. And that is just the easiest way to lose trust with somebody. In my opinion, you say one thing and then do another, right? As you see leaders try this out and and do this, what mistakes are you seeing as they are creating their messaging? Sure. Well, I think the big one, as I already kind of mentioned, is not taking the time to to dig deep and find that diamond, right? We we do the work. We're in the area. We're often close, but we find the first soundbite or we just top of the head what comes out. It's like, that sounds good. Or we repeat what we've heard, the jargon, the buzz terms that, you know, the buzzwords that everyone else is saying to, to fit in. And so the big mistake is not taking that time and going through that process of really finding an idea and finding the hook, the reframe, the thing that makes it stand out so that people remember you because it's, there's so much content we need to stand out and not in a clickbait sensational, you know, way, but just with a real clear, brilliant idea that has depth, that has those facets that make people want to keep coming back for more. The second mistake. I think it's just not being clear, Hmm. right? We try to be clever or we try to sound smart. Oh, yes. yes. (laughs) Coming from the academic world where I was pretty young compared to all of my colleagues, my writing was some of the worst writing I've ever done because I was trying so hard to sound smart. And I always say clarity trumps being clever. It trumps sounding intelligent. Um, That as a leader, your job is to get everyone on board and not try to prove that you're better than everyone else. And it's hard because our ego plays and it's like, well, our own imposter syndrome, like, oh, I want them to take me seriously. I want them to know I'm an expert, but the best experts know how to just be so clear. They use metaphors, they use anecdotes or stories or research that backs it up so that everyone can understand and they get rid of all the fluff. They get to the point. I love that so much. I think um, sometimes leaders feel like they have to know all of the answers. And so sometimes that's, that's what they're just talking, right? (laughs) And they, they're not listening um, when that could be the clearest thing. The clearest messaging might be, I don't know. Yeah. There's so much power in saying, I don't know. And, you know, as a parent realizing your kids, you know, you never realize a four-year-old could ask you a question that you're like, I should know this answer, but teaching my kids, I don't know 
helps them trust me. Yeah. I am. I want to hit on one of the other things that you said, um, in terms of the mistakes is this idea of consistently saying it and saying your message in a clear way. But I feel like, and this comes up, I think in change management principles too. And uh, as a speaker, you've probably heard all of these things, like how many times you have to say a message seven times, seven ways, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, so I want to get your take on that, but I, I feel like if you feel like you're talking about it too much, you're still probably not talking about it enough. Like if you're sick of saying, you know, I say it all the time. I, I live a life of my values. My values are, and then I say my values and all the stuff. And I feel like sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I say this all the time. Um, but that's my, that's my leadership message. That is, that's the language that I can use. And so I feel like sometimes leaders feel like, oh, I already said that they should know, they should know that they should know. I've said that already. (laughs) See, now it's my turn. I'm sitting here nodding going, yes, yes. This is such a big issue. I see leaders making is and not just leaders. I think anyone with any sort of platform speakers is we think we've said it once and we think they should know it or else we're afraid. Like I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm annoying. I'm, or I'm not innovative. Like I'm not original enough. I'm not coming up with new ideas. I'm riding the same old horse I've been riding forever. But when you have a diamond idea, there is those facets and you can find the different inroads to come in the different stories, the data, the research, the anecdotes, all these things that give you that freshness that we want, but it's all pointing back to that diamond. It's pointing back to that core message, that value statement, that thing you stand for, that work you're doing. And I always have to tell my clients and myself, because I find myself feeling that urge to, oh, I need to find something new to say. I keep saying the same thing. And it's like, no, there are so many people talking they are not going to remember unless you say it a hundred times. And even then who knows? So don't be afraid to repeat yourself. Don't be afraid to, to keep beating that horse down. Keep saying it because that's how it finally sticks. That's how people start paying attention. And it's how you set yourself up as that go-to expert, right? They know that you are the person that talks about X, Y, Z. So if they're writing a book or doing some research or want someone to come speak for their conference, who talks about this? They know exactly who talks about this because you have not given up that diamond idea just because you felt like you've already said it once. I love that. And I love this, the idea too, that consistency could also just build trust with your team. If you're consistently saying the same things and aligning your behavior with that as well. Right. I think that's the, the other thing you, again, we go back to the, you can't say one thing and do another, right. Modeling the behavior is so important, but the consistency of you like standing firm in your messaging and your leadership message, who you are, how you motivate is just, um, I think it could just be a solid foundation to provide motivation to your team. So true. So true. You mentioned a couple limiting beliefs um, in terms of like using the messaging, like, oh, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Nobody wants to hear from me. But are there any other like limiting beliefs or um, mental boundaries that you think 
leaders need to put in place to successfully share their leadership message with their teams? Yeah, I think the one that really stands out to me, and and this isn't necessarily directed to everyone, this is to my fellow introverts or to the people who just don't think they have anything worthwhile to say. That in my experience, having worked with a, a lot of clients from all spans and industries and levels of comfort being in front of people, that sometimes the ones who are the most shy or convinced that no one's going to want to hear from me, I'm just not dynamic, I'm not engaging, I'm not a performer, are sometimes the ones who have the most amazing ideas and perspectives that we are dying to hear. And so, you know, as a public speaker, because there's all these these preconceived ideas that public speaking is terrifying, it's scary, it's only for those who love to perform and who want to be center of attention. To me, that's not it. It's really about what is your message that you would want people to know that only you can have, right? Your unique perspectives, connections, experiences, history, all these things that give you an edge over anyone else. And if you don't speak up, it's lost forever. And that is what drives me in my work is I've seen so many people get the limelight and get the attention and the accolades and the big fancy jobs because they speak well. And so I know speaking is important. And for me, I want the people who maybe feel like, oh, well, that's not me. I'm not a speaker. They're the ones I'm like, yes, you're the one we need to hear the most. Let's get you a platform, even if it's just small, even if it's just for a a small moment and you can go back, you can recuperate, you can recharge your battery. But those are the people that I want to see in front of people in those leadership roles, because they're the people who can truly transform our world. Oh my goodness. I could not agree with you more about these voices that we need. And I, I agree. I think people see leadership roles and they're like, oh, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I'm not willing to do that. And that's just not me. That's not my style. Um, We need more diversity in leadership positions. We need more authenticity in leadership positions and bringing yourself, your values, your expertise, and the combination of that with your own voice absolutely is something that is missing. And I think along those lines, what I love kind of telling people as they start that journey and they think, oh, this is too scary. This is uncomfortable is, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like this person. I'm not like this person. I go, good. That's not what we want. And as a movement analyst, I have analyzed hundreds of speeches from the world's greatest. What we want more than anything is genuine, authentic, real humans on stage being themselves. And so you don't have to show up as anyone else but yourself. And yes, you may need a little help getting grounded or making sure you're connected and noticing where your nerves may be, you know, counteracting what you're trying to say. But ultimately, you don't have to put on a mask. You don't have to put on a performance. You just have to speak up. So powerful. Well, I love to give our listeners a call to action. Um, It's all about the right next thing to do. So I am really excited um, that you're giving our uh, audience um, a way to get and understand their leadership message. Can you tell me about it? Sure. So I've created a free guide. It's called Digging for Diamonds. 
love my diamond metaphor, but it's a simple six-step process for finding brilliant ideas that help you stand out. It goes through that process. Like I talked about the, the sweet spot, right? Those three, that's the first three steps is really honing in on what are your values and your passion? What's your expertise? And not just what are you an expert in, but how are you maybe different from the other experts in your field? And then what, what's going to resonate with your people that you're talking to? And then the last three steps are about, okay, so we're in this mind. We have all these ideas. How do we go deeper? How do we find one that sticks out? What's the reframe we give it that makes people go, oh, I've never heard it like that. Or I never thought about it that way. What's the hook in today's world? We have to have a hook. Um, it doesn't have to be clickbait. Please don't actually. Uh, but we do need something that grabs attention because we are it's crowded. It's, it's littered, right? Our online world is littered with information. And so that process of just how do you find, refine and share a diamond idea? And it's not necessarily complicated, but a lot of people don't either they skip a step or they don't take the time to really go into it deep. So that guide just walks you through that process so that whatever ideas are bubbling in your mind, we can find the the gems and, and get them out there into the world. I love that so much. And I think it's a misconception that like only speakers have to have this. I think as a leader in an organization, if you don't know what your leadership message is, now could be a really great time to set out some intentional time to really hone your messaging especially as we are, you know, we're, the world of work is just so complex um, with pandemic, remote work, hybrid work, return to office, all of the things. Your team deserves to know um, what you stand for and what they're in for by working with you. And a clear leadership message is a really great way to show up for them as a leader. 100%. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much. I've so enjoyed our time and I am excited to dig in to the Digging for Diamonds tool for our audience. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. My pleasure being here. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.